everyone. Welcome to Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Lee Stevenson with Converge and Converge Church Planting, and then my co-host here. I'm Danny Parmalee, and I oversee church planting for Converge Mid-America. And we're just keeping it real. So I know uh, a lot of our, our pastors, our listeners out there, totally new rhythm of life, um, trying to experience like the highs, the lows of church planting, of church leadership. Um, my guess is with COVID and the pandemic, a lot of guys uh, have wrestled through budget issues. Um, and and I don't know about for you and what you've seen, but I know a lot of the guys I've talked to, it's, it's like, we'll have a really, really good month. And then all of a sudden we follow it with a really, really bad month. And I don't think it helped us that the pandemic also hit during the summer slump. Um, but it, it just got me thinking that when it comes to the conversation on this, Danny, I, I think it'd be helpful for us to just talk a little bit about how do you navigate those tough budget moments in the life of a church, um, whether or not it's pandemic driven or it's just the season and the culture of wherever you're at? Um, what do you do when you realize, like, I I have more month at the end of my bills than I have money in the bank? You know, yeah. what, what do you do? How do you how do you first process that? Because it is that's normal. And that's just part of church leadership in general is, is learning to navigate these. So like, what would you think is the very first step for guys to think through when they're realizing, man, we we've got to make some cuts. Yeah. Well, I think the first uh, going back to the thing that you said where the giving is inconsistent. So it might also be a very high month and a very low month um, speaks to how we need to be careful of not overreacting. So for a church planter who all of a sudden has a low month, um, don't fire your worship leader or your kids director like, hey, sorry, we just we don't have the money. You're you're fired. Um, we just we can't afford a worship leader anymore. So we're just going to, you know, kind of go on and, and try to find a volunteer. So instead, what I would say is not making any super drastic long term decisions, but of trying to figure out, OK, is there a way that maybe there are some. Um, some minor cuts or some adjustments or to have some of those difficult conversations with everybody if 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 you do have staff at this point or even stipend at this point, even if it's like, hey, you know, normally we're you know paying the children's director, whatever, 200 bucks a month or something to say we, we don't have it right now. So instead of saying we need to let you go, is there a way that every person on the team says we're going to take a little bit less or maybe it's even we're going to take less now and if God meets our need and the next month we can, you know, kind of backfill it type of thing. So um, that, that's, that's all, that's what I would say. The biggest thing is, is not overreacting and doing no, any very permanent long-term things, even if it feels like the ship is going down quickly because you never know what happens the next month. So. No, I, I think that's a, a great, great advice. And I would say even adding into that, like um, work with your accountant or whoever's handling your books to begin to put together some projections. Like, if we play out the same giving habits over the next X amount of weeks, when does the money truly disappear to the point we can't make payroll or we can't make rent? And so that way you're you're proactive in thinking through, okay, at this point, I will have to make a drastic decision, but this buys me X amount of weeks in order to either recast the vision, you know, have a conversation with some people in the church that have the potential to even prop us up in this season financially. Um, how do you, how do you also lead your church in those moments? You know, yeah. Danny, like it's, it's going to happen where you're going to go through a financial season. That's not ideal. 
and you're going to you're going to you may have to put a, a hold on the budget and the expenditures and say, you know, we're just freezing everything. Nobody's spending any extra, um, including yourself. But how do you how do you engage the church in conversation and give vision and mission to the point that people go, you know, I, I want to give and keep this going? Yeah. Uh, well, you said it. The key word is vision. Uh, I think that vision uh, always works better than desperation. Uh, desperation will work short term, but you have only a few times that you can use that. So what I mean by that is if you get up on stage, it's like, oh, my goodness, we haven't been able to meet budget. We're going to get kicked out of our rental facility. We need to take a special offering and raise $5,000 this weekend or you know, we're homeless type of thing. Uh, if you really need to do that, uh, you could do that. You can do that one time, but you can't do it every single month. And I think that COVID, even if there's a vaccine, even if there's all this, there's still just so much uncertainty. There's still so much up and down. So instead, exactly what you said, it's casting it from a vision perspective. And I do think that honesty is important. You can tell the church where you're at, but you're sharing it in a way to say, hey, we have had ups and downs. We know that giving is inconsistent because people are losing their jobs or they don't, they're, they're getting question marks from their employer saying, well, maybe you're furloughed, maybe you're fired, maybe it's a temporary. So, so their giving is, you know, all out of whack, just sharing honestly where you're at and then asking them to be honest as well, too. There, there may be key givers that they stop giving, but they're only stopping giving for a little bit of time. So I just think honesty and then vision. So, I mean, obviously you're in it right now. Uh, I would be curious to know um, where the inconsistencies are coming from. And if people are uh, feeling comfortable enough to come to you as the pastor or to staff to say, here's the situation, you know, because there's a lot of times there's shame or embarrassment of losing a job, even in the midst of, of COVID. Are they communicating or are you just being surprised as the monthly totals are handed to you on your desk and you're like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I think what my advice would be and what we've seen, I think over the history of just church leadership and even now in our, our church plan is don't ever be afraid of talking about money. Um, just make it a normal part of the conversation of what it means to be a disciple. You don't want to do it heavy handedly. You know, you do it out of grace. You do it out of love. You help them understand you want something for them. You're not trying to take something from them. When you build that trust and it just you stay consistent in that, it opens up the door for you to have a deeper, harder conversation about money when it's necessary. And so you're you're, you're building equity for those those moments um, versus like if you never talk about it and then all of a sudden when you're in a moment of need, you you now talk about it. People are going to have a little bit of whiplash. They're going to be taken back and they're probably not going to engage with that conversation as much because um, they're going to interpret it the way that they want to interpret it. Um, and so I think you start there. I think the second thing is being proactive, knowing ahead of time, like this has the potential to be a hard season. Engage them prior to that actually becoming a reality and then just make a personal ask. You know, for instance, I, I every May, as we approach the summer, we know summer giving is going to drop. It just, I mean, 99% of churches in America, it's going to drop during the summer because people are gone on vacation. They forget about it. They rack up credit card debt and they're not going to start giving back to the church until that credit card debt's gone. Um, and so I just really encourage guys like in May, have a conversation, tell people, hey, we're approaching summer. 
I know you're going to take a vacation. I'm going to take a vacation. It's going to be great. But as you go and do those things and you have fun with family, you go to that reunion, would you just please don't forget about the church? Because during the summer as a church, this is our planning season. This is when we're going to really focus in. And we we want to launch really strong in the fall. And we have some great plans. But if you forget about us financially, it's going to hinder us being able to carry out the mission that God has called us to do come the fall. That's great. One of my other little soapboxes, and I can't remember if we discussed this already in one of the previous segments, but it's a great opportunity to just kind of throw it in there right now, too, is I'm a big advocate of the lead pastor knowing the giving of their people, uh, even to a very, very individual basis. And the reason why is exactly what you said, is that giving is a discipleship issue. And what I said before is, is there may be things that are uncovered during these seasons of stress that you as a pastor would not know about if you didn't know they're giving. So if all of a sudden you have a family that's consistently giving and they're giving all of a sudden just almost bottoms out, uh, if you don't know that, you don't have an opportunity to reach out to them. Whereas if you do reach out to them and all of a sudden you find out there's a job loss and there's some pain, and that may mean that that is now the opportunity for the church to say, well, we're the church. We're here for you. Can we get you groceries? Can I help you network to find a job? And it's a pastoral moment in that. It could be a pastoral moment on the spiritual side where someone is operating out of fear. They didn't lose their job, but they're so scared that they're just like, well, I can't give during this time. And so you can disciple in that type of thing. So again, without going on a whole tangent on it, I just think it's really important to know people's giving. Yes, I know that there can be pitfalls in how you treat people. Well, deal with that. That's between you and God. Confess your sin if you're treating people different based on how much they give. But knowing giving is a spiritual and discipleship issue in your people. And during this time, it is going to be a barometer of what's going on in, in people's lives. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, great, great thought. And I 100% agree. You really do need to know what people are giving and uh, what, what they're doing when it comes to that. I, I would say, too, when it comes to how you have that conversation with your people, um, acknowledge everybody in the room, you know, like give a way out or a way in, depending on where they're at financially. Don't just speak at people like everybody in the room is rich, mm-hmm. but also don't speak at the room like everybody in the room is poor. Right. Um, and so what what I mean by that is like, let's say, you know, we've done over the years when we have a major initiative, we'll say we're going to have a hundred dollar Sunday. And we'll say, we're asking every, every family that calls the church home to come in on this special Sunday and give a hundred dollars above and beyond. And then we, I just challenge them and say, Hey, if a hundred is not much for you, like if that doesn't push you, give 500. Um, if 500 doesn't push you, give a thousand. If a thousand doesn't push you, give 10,000. If 10,000 doesn't push you, come talk to me afterwards, you know, and right. I, 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 but, but then I'll, I'll say, guys, I recognize at the same time, for some of you, $100 right now may be a whole lot. Um, I don't want to ask you to give $100. What I would rather you do is why don't we get you in financial peace or we get you in a financial class so that you can get right side up in your finances. So next time we do this, you can participate. Right. Um, and so you're helping at every level. You're helping people say, I want something for you. I'm not trying to get something from you in that. Yeah, I think, too, one of the upsides of this season of even the church having to make financial decisions is it's actually an opportunity to model for people individually 
Uh, and, and so the, the church or the, the planter, the pastor can say, well, this is what we're doing as a church. We've had to cut back on this. Or we're being really careful. Normally we have this large, you know, Easter egg outreach and just knowing where things are going, we're going to scale that back. And you're, you're really almost subconsciously discipling and training people like, oh, so I need to kind of manage my own money in that sort of way. And at the same time, you get to say, you know what? This is a tough season, COVID, there's a lot of unknowns, but we've been committed to our missions partnership in Guatemala. So we're gonna continue to give generously as a church and we can only do that because you guys are generous there. So again, it comes back to vision that you're able to speak about it. You're able to share it as a discipleship um, issue. Uh, Lee, question for you. So before you, you talked about a spending freeze and you said freeze everything, which I don't think is realistic. So you can't really like freeze your rent or freeze your, <laughs> yes. how do you, yeah. how do you in the budgeting process? Um, and if you do have staff or even volunteer staff or other people that have access to a credit card, how do you help them to determine? Yes, you can still spend this. No, you can't. I mean, do you just say, Here's your budget. Are you are are you training them? Do you have kind of like a red light, green light, yellow light type of you know spending budget during that time? How do you kind of walk through uh, whether it's your plant or other plants that you've you know coached and, and worked? Yeah, I, with? I think it a little bit um, depends on the severity of the situation, um, and so you have to interpret it. Okay, what is reality? Where are we really at? And if we're really pinched and we're really up against the creek. And I can remember like our first church plant having one of those moments, like if nothing changes pretty drastically within months or I mean, within weeks, we're not going to have money to pay the payroll. Like it's right. we're at that point. Um, I just told people like outside of normal every day have to get this done ministry, no spending, you know. Yeah. And so, so sometimes there's a season <laughs> of that. And I mean, like I'm a big believer, like don't give everybody in your staff a credit card. Yeah. Make them do reimbursements because for some reason, using their own credit card and having to turn in the receipts actually helps minimize their expenses right. um, because it, it for some reason it has a little more personal feel to it. Mm -hmm. um, but when they use the church credit card, they charge things. It's, it's like you, you didn't need that. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, yeah. And then I do agree. Like you, you may have to just go, hey, we're cutting everybody's budget across the board. Fifteen percent. OK. Um, or you get X amount of dollars of the budget to spend in the next month, and then we'll reevaluate it for the, the following month. I do think it's important to think ahead of what is your strategy. And, you know, so whether or not you have a board, whether or not it's your key leaders, um, what is our philosophy going to be around budget? And when, when we go through tough times, um, what are our trigger marks? In other words, when we get to X amount of money in the bank is that 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. We're going to, we're going to pull this trigger. Um, that, that way you don't want it to be so surprised all of a sudden in a week, it buries your church. And I've right. seen that happen. Yeah. Um, my yeah. guess is you, you have too, where they make a financial goof and haven't been paying attention to it. And literally in a week they can't pay rent or can't pay payroll and the church closes. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a disaster. And you, you have the, the food, the fiduciary responsibility to make sure that you do everything above reproach when it comes to how you handle the books of the, the finances. Okay. So let me dig in a little bit. This could get a little personal. Um, with having to make cuts, it's sometimes easier to make a cut to a program or to an outreach or to scale it back. When you're talking about payroll, 
that's a whole different ball game. So do you speak to that a little bit? And then also should church planners ever decrease their pay or, or is it automatic? In other words, like, Hey, if you're going to, if you're going to cut other staff, then you should lead in that and be the first person. So if everyone's getting a 10% pay cut, you need to to lead in that. Or is it like, no, always protect that because if you start chipping away at that, then um, so yeah, speak to that. You kind of get, no, that's, that's great. I I'm thankful at this point, I've never had to actually cut anybody's payroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's, you do the due diligence ahead of time and hopefully you never have to get to that point. I've never had to let somebody go because of a payroll situation either. Um, but my, uh, we, we did have a game plan from day one and I've done this in both of our church plants. When we were all fundraising, we put that money into one pot versus you have this, that you have this, you have this. And if you don't have your money, sorry, you're not getting paid. And we just said, you know what, we're in this together. We will thrive together. We will die together. And so if the money's not there, it's across the board. We're all going to feel the pinch. Um, and so, and, and so I had no, no fear of leading the way in that. Um, I would rather take the 10% hit right off the bat versus everybody else. Um, and, uh, but, but I think, I think those are, those are conversations you almost need to have on the forefront versus reactionary. Um, that way people understand like, yeah, we are all into this together. And so I'm never going to ask them to do something I'm not willing to do myself in that process. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that fully, yeah, totally. That's exactly what I was kind of getting at. And it may be different from person to person, but just yeah. how you've handled. Um, uh, last thing I was kind of uh, just thinking of here is, do you have any uh, sacred cows or untouchables? Like you just don't touch this uh, from, you know, from the budget. This always needs to kind of remain. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say a couple things. One, you know, I we work really hard on the staff. I, I want to, I won't, overstaff, but I want to pay the staff I have well. And so I work really hard at trying to make sure that. So I, instead, for instance, um, we, for, for instance, with this, Danny, I, I would say um, it, it comes down to the heartbeat of our, our pastors. I want to be generous with them and with my staff, but I'm not going to require them. So, so for instance, if I can only pay a pastor half time, I'm not going to demand full-time work. I'm going to pay them what they're worth. Um, And and I think that's a biblical principle that, that honestly, we should not forfeit. And and here's, here's where I'm going to be meddling. Um, Like I say, the the Bible never says you have to have a youth pastor, (laughs) you know, but the Bible does say, if you have a youth pastor, you have to pay them what they're worth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a sin not to. Um, The the second kind of non-negotiable sacred cow is, is 10%. Like, we as a church, we're always going to give 10% um, and we're going to set the precedent of what it means to walk by faith. And so we just set aside from day one, 10% of the budget to go towards local, regional and, and international missions opportunities. You know, we, we, we call it uh, missions outreach is, right. is kind of where we budget that. And I think that's, that's non-negotiable. Yeah, that's so great. And, and again, this goes back to the whole uh, modeling thing. That's what you expect from your people. So it's like, yes, you you lost your job or you got a pay cut at your job or you're furloughed or you're on unemployment and to say, but to still give generously and sacrificially uh, to be able to do that. 
Perfect. Perfect. Well, fun conversation. Hopefully nobody ever has to deal with this, um, but we thought we'll have the conversation anyways. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Unfiltered Podcast. Uh, keep it real until next time.